Hey, did somebody call for backup? What's up, prodigies? And welcome back to Call for Backup, a prodigal son podcast from Nerds and Beyond. This week, we are discussing your theories and some of our own for the second half of season two. If you're not caught up, we suggest that you pause this episode and come back and join us when you've watched all the latest episodes from season one now available on HBO Max. You can also watch the first seven episodes of season two on Fox Now or on Hulu. As many of you know, I'm Kaylee and I'm a staff writer at Nerds. You can find me on social media at Kaylee Gross. For this episode, I am joined by Brianna, Julia, and my co-host Jules. So thanks for being here this week. Jules will be leading the discussion of the theories you and our staff sent in, and I'll end the episode with a nice dose of reflection for the week ahead with a motivational affirmation or quote. Before we begin, I'll let the other staff members introduce themselves and explain what they do for nerds. I'm Brianna, an editor, and you can find me on Twitter at bookbag09. My name is Julia, and I am a writer, editor, and content assistant at Nerds and Beyond. And I'm Jules. I am an editor, writer, and content assistant, and you can find me on Twitter at JulesWritesBlog. So last week, we talked about some of our theories for where things are going to go in season two, the rest of season two. Um, But this week, we have a few fan theories sent in by you guys. So we can't wait to talk some of those over. Um, We also have some staff theories. So some of the folks who came up with theories from our staff have been on the podcast before, some have not. Um, But (laughs) some of them are a little crazy. Uh, (laughs) We had a lot of fun coming up with those theories, too. Uh, So we thought we'd start off with the fan submitted theories. And our first one comes from Laura, um, who I'm going to spell your at on Twitter. So her at is at OD underscore NO underscore RUAL. And she has a theory that Martin told Ainsley about Endicott, that he's been manipulating her during their secret meetings this whole time. Ooh, what do we think? That's really good. I like it. I like it. I could totally see him like meeting with her off camera that we didn't see. And so mm-hmm. if maybe Ainsley didn't disassociate the way we think, she she was totally down to gut him because she knew exactly who he was as a person and how horrible he was. And we know Martin's a master manipulator, so I could definitely see him getting his hooks in her. I was going to say it's manipulation at its finest. That would just be like the cherry on top of this whole show is for Martin to like actually, I don't know how, he would have more power over Ainsley than we've seen before because we've mm-hmm. seen more of his power over Malcolm throughout the show, but we hadn't really seen how his actions have affected Ainsley. So I'm that would just be crazy and I would love that. I think it's an interesting one as well because it implies that there's a lot that we're not seeing off screen, mm-hmm. um, which opens the door to a whole bunch of other theories if, if there's a lot of stuff that's been happening that we haven't seen. Um, what I also love is that both the theories that were sent in by listeners, which you'll hear the next one in a minute, they both involve Ainsley, um, <laughs> which I think is just so fascinating. Everybody wants to know why this girl did what she did. It's a huge plot um, line. It is a huge plot line. It's also one I feel like that has the most to dig into right now in terms of like the motivations and the why and the where are we going and what the heck is happening yes Brianna I, are you gonna yell at me the, uh, yes I am that's because <laughs> of the season the uh, winter finale I almost said season finale I wish we had it already the winter finale and that horrible horrible prank that's there was a horrible horrible prank which just I don't know I could see I mean if she was 
doing that to get at Malcolm, like, where'd she learn that? Did she really just come up with that on her own? Has she been talking to Martin and got the idea from him? I could see it. What if she's also been manipulating Malcolm this whole time? Kaylee, shush, that's a spoiler alert for our next (laughs) listener theory. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I totally I'm sorry. Well, good. It's a good, uh, it's a good segue. Go ahead. It's a good segue. So this, this theory, we've actually genuinely, when we first saw this, all of us kind of went, oh, at the same time, because it was so plausible that it, like, it really fits with the show. Um, so this one comes from Irene, who is also on Twitter at Pink Euro Girl. Um, and this this is so good. I'm going to read the whole thing because she really went into depth with this. She's she thought did. about this a lot. I it's incredible. Okay. My theory or prediction is that when it all comes out and leads back to the Whitleys, that Ainsley is going to pin this on Malcolm. All the evidence will lead back to him. And she can say it was him that had the dissociative episode and killed Endicott. He has the history with his mental health and Malcolm might start doubting what actually happened. I'm starting to doubt that Ainsley did not know what she was doing and that she was trying to impress Martin. No matter what she does, Malcolm is still Martin's primary concern. She's always been sidelined and ignored. Oh man, it's so plausible. It's so plausible. There's so much to digest in it too. There's there's so much to unpack. Yeah, because um, especially because of last episode, just how she's willing to go that far to be like oh well we're the whitleys murder is like what we do best and just mm-hmm. i don't know i just she just is already so manipulative in her own way not not quite as to the severity or extreme as martin is but she's getting there <laughs> she's on on the road she's yeah, on the road she's to on be on that path for sure so i'm i'm kind of scared of her potential as as one of her biggest defenders i will say that if they decided to do this plot line and just make her fully like evil like have her turn that corner i would say it would be one of the most well executed like twists oh yeah that i've seen from this show the fact that for the first part of the season you kind of empathize with her because you're like how did that happen like she snapped that's terrible we all hate endicott it's totally fine that she killed him (laughs) and then you start putting in these little things like her playing that prank on malcolm that's like really really bad and you're like oh well, that seems weird. Oh, well, and uh, at least if you're me, you're kind of like, what's going on? Why is she being so evil? But then this theory, it, it makes complete sense. It's like, if she wanted to pin all this on Malcolm, this she would could. be the way to do it. She could do it because mm-hmm. if you think about it, who, who are they going to believe at the end of the day? His DNA all over the body, right? <laughs> because we've seen him chop it up. The only physical evidence that would be on Ainsley, if there's even anything left, would be his blood, which she could say happened when her brother slit his throat in front of her. Like, there's so much here that could point directly to Malcolm. Yeah, and I feel like all the focus would go to him as soon as she was like, he chopped up the body and shipped it to another country. That's so like how the media is today. Like, I could just see that kind of headline just running everywhere all over the place. And that would be the only thing that was focused on so I could see law enforcement like grabbing onto that and running with it and it's like clearly it was all his fault and it's you know down to his mental health and oh look his dad's mm-hmm. already a killer he talks mm-hmm. to him all the time we have all the records like father like son storyline i could see it i think also that she would be the one to report on it like how she interviewed martin being like oh, oh yeah. my dad's the surgeon she's like oh my brother's like surgeon <laughs> she interviews herself <laughs> i thought you were gonna say she interviews herself has you like know? a little back and forth with ainsley but like- she would eat that up it would be 
her story. She would report on it. She'd get the breaking news. And I feel like it would feed her ego a little bit. I don't know. I I could see her hard reporter side against him going, you know, why'd you do it, Malcolm? And him going, I didn't. And her going, are you sure? And I could see it. Are you sure about that? Twisting in his mind a little bit because he's had, you know, issues in the past with what's real, what's not, especially with the whole girl in the box trip of being, here's the word, gaslit his whole life. The show's alternate title is like gaslit because Gaslighting everyone, like everyone involved <laughs> has experienced an enormous amount of gaslighting over the years. But I mean, I just, I want to thank Irene for sending that in because I think the second we all saw it in our chat that we were all discussing the upcoming episode, we were all just like, oh, wow, that has, that makes a lot of sense. And it ties so much stuff together and really ties up a lot of loose ends. So I'll be really interested to know if that's the direction it goes because I could honestly see it going there. If it doesn't get renewed for a season three, I could almost see him wrapping it up that way with Malcolm goes to jail for Ainsley's crime kind of thing. Yeah, not that I want to see not. it wrap up there. No, no. Oh, like, God, no, please. It would be such a good series finale, though, wouldn't it? Like, to turn that all. And then, oh, because I can, like, see, like, the final shot being Ainsley, like, smiling or doing something like that. From in like front of the courthouse as she reports. Uh-huh, and, 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 you know, and she just yeah, like the tea. You know what I mean? <laughs> Then it's Malcolm and Martin are cellmates, and that's the like in shot. Oh it's them God. like across from each other. That would be as we turn into uh, um, television directors. <laughs> yes, clearly we'll be writing the se- season finale of Prodigal Son. Give us, give us a few days. We'll get something thrown together. So now we have some theories that our staff came up with. Some of them are very serious theories, and some of them are a little bit more silly. See if you can spot which ones are serious and which ones are silly. Uh, So the first few that we have, which makes sense because we don't know much about him. So there's a lot to theorize about is our new character, Hoxley, coming in. Um, And we have quite a few options here. Um, The first one that I love (laughs) comes from Julia, who's on this podcast. So I would love for her to expand on it a little. Um, I don't remember (laughs) what it is. So, (laughs) oh, no. find a theory. So this one is Simon Hoxley isn't actually a detective. He's just living in a grand delusion. And he thinks he is. Thus his over-the-top bravado. (laughs) Yeah, listen, he's just, I can't take him seriously. Like at all, he's very much like a caricature you would see in like a really poorly made cheesy mystery movie. And I just like, it just shouts, I'm living in a delusion. I'm not really a detective to me. So you know what? I'm going to say that he's not actually a detective. He just thinks he is. That's that. I have nothing else to expand on it. <laughs> Can I kind of jump off of your theory with another theory? What if sure. Hoxley was previously at Claremont and then got out oh. and is now like this detective, <laughs> but he ain't a detective. <laughs> like, Can you imagine just going full circle? Martin's like, oh yeah, he was my cellmate before. <laughs> Oh my god. I would lose my mind. That would be hilarious. It wouldn't be the weirdest thing the show's ever done. It would not be. He's just already so over the top. So, like, what if he was at Claremont? I don't know. I think that's why anything would could make sense on this show. Right. It's already it's already into here. So like any theory honestly makes sense. After Um, head case, like anything goes. Anything goes. Anything goes. We had Lou chained to a wall as Martin, anything goes. See, this one I also like because this is a Brianna. This is a Brianna theory. Um, also about Hoxley. Uh, that Hoxley is Jessica's old flame. 
Listen, I have this elaborate backstory painted in my head of like lover scorned. He was pining after Jessica and Jessica chose Martin over him. And then he ran away to Europe and was really bitter and became something. And now is like trying to reinsert himself into their life. And this is like the perfect moment to show up and be like, it's literally developing in my head as I'm talking. (laughs) I was thinking it could go one of two ways. It could be like, wish you hadn't ditched me and trying to hunt down who did it and maybe try to pin it on Jessica or it could be let me save you from the thing your your family has done I don't know I just like the idea of him having been (laughs) looped in somewhere with the Whitleys before because you know highbrow society typically families know each other and he feels very like Julius kind of over the top yeah he he feels Mm. upper class and the way Malcolm talked about him in the promo sounds like he already knows who he is he may not but that's how I perceived it. So I like that whole concept. And then Jessica could go to Gil and we could jump on that ship and <laughs> roll out to sea. <laughs> All roads lead back to Gilica. Us trying to make Gilica. <laughs> we'll make everything loop back to Gilica. <laughs> <laughs> the next Hogsley one that I love came from Leanne, who's been on this podcast before. Um, and she's one of our writers for nerds. Um, and it's kind of a similar idea. The idea that Hoxley is like aware of of the Whitleys as a family. Um, Hoxley is only interested in the Endicott case because it's tied to the Whitleys. Um, he's happy that Endicott's dead, but he desperately wants to tear the Whitley family apart for some deep, dark thing that happened to him in the past. Now, she says that doesn't have to do with Martin, but I'm going to say it does have to do with Martin because Martin is the root of all evil. So it must have to do with him at some point. For this show, it feels like everything has to do with Martin in some way. So it would feel appropriate. See, that could be the thing. <laughs> Jessica was an old flame. No. Yeah. I like the I, idea of something like her. dark happened generations ago and he's like the latest in a long line of Hoxley's trying to <laughs> get revenge on the Whitley's for some weird thing. I could see that being the case. What about what if Martin like killed one of his family members or something? Because we don't know all the names of the victims. Is he an international murderer? You know, we don't know. <laughs> that's I mean, true. someone could have come to New York. New York's a very international well, That's city. what I mean. Like maybe his family was like in town or something and he knew all about the surgeon and his, you know, sister, mother, wife, whoever, boyfriend, whoever, who we don't know. Um, we can't, we cannot assume, um, (laughs) you know, what if while they were in town, he, Martin just came across them and killed them. Oh, and he wants revenge. That'd be interesting. I could see it being like, well, I was going to say a daughter, but then that would have put him. That'd be too much of an age gap for her to be old enough to be in his, like, target. That's true. I do like that idea. But, I mean, we got Catherine Zeta-Jones's character who has, like, no tie to them at all, so. Mm-hmm. That's true. I don't know. That we know of. I was just that we know of. <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> I don't know. Everything this show does is so deliberate. That is. That's what I'm saying. So, like, there's clues. It, it feels like it could be. Because last season we had no, like we were all shooketh when we saw Ains- Ainsley just slaughterhouse this guy, right? <laughs> None of us felt like we saw it coming, but there were like some subtle clues throughout the season that you were like, oh, okay, I can kind of see where that came from. So I feel like they they're doing that this season, but we're just not like we're not like in tune with what they're trying to push on us, sort of. You know what I mean? Those clues. Yeah, we don't know yet. <sighs> Yeah, they'll Love make sense once we have the finale. Exactly, yeah, and then we can oh, go wait. back and pick it apart. <laughs> we'll do another rewatch. <laughs> we'll go through it all again. 
Now, this, these next few are some of my favorites because they center around a character that, honestly, I, I'm amazed that we got as many theories as we did about this character, but we all love him so much. Mr. David. Um, obviously, what this means is that we need either a Mr. David episode or spinoff show immediately because we have got ideas. So if you are a writer of Prodigal Son and you're listening to this podcast, please give us a call. We've got so much material for you to work with. Uh, Our first one comes from Kennedy, who's been on this podcast before many a time, and her theory was that Mr. David is going to reveal that he's secretly been working for Endicott all along. (gasps) Gasp. What do we think? (laughs) That would be wild. Because it's not unheard of. Because one of Endicott's people tried to kill Martin while Mr. David was, like, having a day off or... What happened to Mr. David? I thought something happened to him. He got transferred at random. Which yeah. is the only thing to go against the theory is that if he was working for Endicott, he wouldn't have been transferred necessarily because he already had a spy in the room. Although he could just be a spy and then it was like he told him and then mm-hmm. now you put the assassin in to like take care of it. Could totally be. And now Mr. Well, David, you also need to preserve. He's stuck and he doesn't know what to do next. That could be you have cool. to preserve your spy too. That's the thing. Like you need to make that relationship still seem genuine in case you need it later on. So if they had left Mr. David to do the job, then that would have been, they wouldn't have been able to use him later if they needed to. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And we know Mr. Know. David like knows all. He does. I know they think they're coy and like he doesn't know. I'm 100% certain that man knows about Endicott and what Ainsley did and all of it. Like there's no way he doesn't. Well, cause Martin's not so like sneaky about it. No, you know, no. You know I mean? he's too narcissistic to be right he's not really. like that he's he's like that thing wink wink like okay you could be did a little more like, how did you get away with murder at all right <laughs> that's what i'm saying oh god he would have shouted from the rooftops if it wasn't illegal or he how didn't are you a that. professional murderer how did that work out for you like god, i know and that was kennedy's other theory is that mr david is writing a tell-all on martin on the side which he definitely is that's absolutely what he's doing when he's sitting there watching him watch tv for like the 80th time he's totally working on his like (laughs) just i think a a mr david centric episode would be so fun i just want like you know comedy style (laughs) the internal monologue of him while he's dealing with martin even if it's just like here we go again (laughs) like another day another so funny just to get his perspective on everything what if Jessica offers him her book deal to like write? Because now she's got connections because of her of Birdie. So what if she's like, you know what, Mr. David, do you want this you write this book? Well, because then maybe or like like a chapter like, within the book. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that would That'd be, be fun. crazy. That would be fun. See now, now all of us just want to read this book. We want to read. Jessica's I do. Book I want to read, want to read Mr. David's. Book. I know. This I keep fictional thinking book about this fictional now. killer killer character i think it would be interesting i like this one because julia came up with it and i find it hilarious and i think it would be it would be a super (laughs) every time julia's like what theory is this what did i say i really like this one because i think it's plausible and i think it would be a hilarious thing to reveal in like a series finale um that mr david is secretly a multi-millionaire listen he could be you know just quietly doing his own thing because he thinks it's amusing likes being with barton doesn't really need the money but you know what he does it anyway it's probably entertainment for him right you know because i i know people that like are pretty well off or like retired or something but they're just bored at home like sometimes there's not much to do so they re you know they get another job just part-time 
Does he work full time or part time? Do you think? Probably full time, right? Probably full time. Got those benefits. Yeah. You got to have benefits to do that job. <laughs> and you couldn't entice me with a part time job no. doing that. An occupational hazard. Because remember that episode <laughs> with the, it was QA when the guy was like, I want an interview and he stabbed <laughs> the cameraman. And yeah. Oh, goodness. Mr. David doesn't get paid enough. I know we've said this before, but whatever he's getting paid, it needs to be like doubled immediately for all yeah, of the crap that he puts that up. That was with. the day he got a raise. <laughs> yes. He almost got stabbed. Here's a bonus. <laughs> Can you imagine that really being your first day? <laughs> like you're hired. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like a training day. Oh, geez. And what's my job description? Well, you're going to follow this uh, serial killer around and make sure he doesn't kill anyone. Have fun. Oh, have fun. Have a good day. Don't no call problem. us. <laughs> yeah, don't call us. <laughs> I like this one. This is our last one for Mr. David. And I think it's fascinating. I, I, I feel like it's been disproven, but I think it's fun. So I'm going to say it anyway. This is from Leanne. Um, and she said, Mr. David has secretly been Martin's co-killer the entire time, but he wasn't caught. So he got a job at Claremont to stay close to Martin. <laughs> See, but I don't want Mr. David to be a bad guy. I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> we we love Mr. David too much to see him turn to the yeah, dark he's side. He's got too much positive energy for me. He's kind of like Adresa. I just can't I can't picture yeah. him going. Like, I just I dark. relate to him so much because he's just so done with life. <laughs> just well, he's so done with Martin's like antics. He's just like, oh, that's just how I feel on a daily basis. I'm just dumb with people. <laughs> so I'm like, I I understand you. I I sympathize with you. <laughs> He's like every adult with a full-time job. Oh, yeah. Doing things that he probably didn't picture doing when he was like a little kid. Like, I don't think he grew up thinking that this is what he was going to do. You get there at nine and by 930, you're like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> and he, and you're done. not working with a serial killer who is a narcissistic, crazy person. I could never do that job. That would irk me for him to be like, phone privileges, please. And I'd be like, sir, you murdered 23 <laughs> people. Calm down. <laughs> You get no privileges. They don't get privileges. Nothing for you. Privileges. <laughs> I would just guilt trip them, I feel like, the whole time. But there's no guilt tripping him. You can't. He literally doesn't yeah. have a conscience. I would just be super <laughs> slow about everything to piss him off. I'd be like, you'll get your phone at some point in the next 24 hours. I'd be like, can I have a pillow? Susie couldn't get a pillow. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she'll never need a pillow again. Because Hang on, her. sorry. I'm playing Candy Crush. I'll get back to you later. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little busy right now. Um, I literally thought you were saying you were playing Candy so Crush too. while we were recording, <laughs> and I was real confused for a second. Jules. First of all, Jules, I don't. We're gonna have to cut this out. <laughs> you can't be playing Candy Crush. <laughs> First of all, I do not play apps on my phone because I'm 90 years old, trapped in the body of an almost 24 year old woman. Um, and so I just said the first name of an app that came to mind <laughs> and it was Candy Crush. So that's not a targeted advertisement. That is just me not knowing what the kids are doing these days. Um, <laughs> but if you want us to sponsor you, you give us a call. <laughs> I would like to point out that Jules yeah. is basically a kid still. So I am. I'm a child, but my mind is old. Thank you, Brianna, for pointing that out. <laughs> If you're old, then I need a walker. So, <laughs> oh, Listen, I've been called old by a number of fandoms I used to be into when I was a younger person. Uh, those who know me in life know that I love One Direction. 
And someone made me feel enormously old in that fandom because they expressed disbelief that I was capable of conscious thought when that band formed. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> Our last two theories are Endicott related. Uh, one of them I, I need to say because I need Kaylee to defend it on this podcast because I'm trying to figure out how that could happen. That it is Jessica is pregnant with Endicott's <laughs> child. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So this was so the night that we had asked the staff, we were all just kind of throwing theories. We're like, mm-hmm. like why don't they have you know get in on the fun? Yeah, I kind of just threw this out here <laughs> with no <laughs> with no evidence behind it, no support. But that I just feel like it's just an out there theory that was just you know. One of those things that was just like, what if this happened? But can you imagine her being actually pregnant with his child? Because we know that she's they, walking it back. We know she's they slept together. Back. I'm like, we know they did the deed. They tangoed. So I mean, he's <laughs> not, and, and and it's possible to like, I don't know about medical things, Jules. What's the <laughs> um? The age on this podcast? How babies are made, Kaylee? No, no, I'm not gonna do that. What's the, well, no, not that, but like, you know how like there's an age to where like it can kind of be dangerous? Like, what's like the oh, like an older, like advanced maternal age, like something like that, yeah. like being like an older mom? I mean, yeah, but I wouldn't say Jessica's in that category. So that's what I'm saying. Yet. I don't, I think she could, it, it's still possible. She's still fertile. Is that what I want to say? <laughs> that makes sense all right we're, we're i'm going off the deep end but it, it makes i'm not sense. touching this with a tinder <laughs> but i'm i'm not going to be doing medical corner where i explain how babies happen if you have any interest i just in that. wanted to know <laughs> that more like yeah we don't know if she's gone through like menopause so right and she we, in theory not really like she's not like 70 you know what i mean she's like <laughs> late 40s probably you think late 40s maybe like i would aim low I, that's that's my I, advice. Yeah. Whenever guessing someone's age, aim at least a good ten years younger than you think, and then I'm you're good to go. Forties. had Malcolm at what? Let's say twenty. Well, Bellamy and Tom are close in age, yeah. closer in age in real life than they play on the show. Right. So that kind of is that throws me off a little bit too. Yeah, that would put but, her like you know, in her fifties though. I think it's still she doesn't look fifty. I think it's just that she doesn't look the age she's supposed to be. And I guess the whole point of that is like, look how good she looks, kind of thing for whatever age. (laughs) Or maybe they had a secret love child back in the day. I don't know. (laughs) Back in the day, we're just Kaylee just wants there to be secret children and she wants there to be child drama, (laughs) whether it be an adoption or. (laughs) I told you it was really out there, but I, you know, I tried to defend it. I I went off. You did, but. That's what it is. This is what you. This is what you get from me. <laughs> you made the attempt, which I appreciate. Absolutely. <laughs> and this last one, which I think is actually kind of fascinating, because it's it's completely implausible, but this show is known for taking things that are completely crazy and making them reality. And this is from Megan, who's been on the podcast before. Her theory is that Endicott is secretly alive, even though we saw him get stabbed thousands of times also we saw his head we saw his, his head <laughs> but what if what I if mean, it could be like this a cockroach all... and still be alive. what if it's a nightmare what if malcolm's been having like this like hallucination basically that they were the ones who killed endicott after endicott went missing because of some other shady thing that happened 
I don't know. Or I don't Quinn. know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Kaylee just wants to write a soap opera. She wants the secret. Somebody hire me. <laughs> I'll either wants- act on it or I'll help write it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think at some point it was thrown in the chat that like Ainsley has an evil twin. Who? Somebody threw in an evil twin theory. And I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it was, it was about Endicott. It was somebody ha- somebody having an evil twin. And I and I just I I would love it if an evil twin showed up. That would really kind of make make my week if an evil twin showed up on Prodigal. You know, be be fun with it. An even um, even more evil Endicott sibling would be Ooh. interesting. Who like inherits the Endicott Empire, and then it's like they have to take him down all over again. <laughs> Endicott Part Two. Yeah. It could be. It could be interesting, and I would feel it would be fun if it was a twin, just because we could get that actor back who played Endicott, who was very good was at playing so Endicott. He was really so a horrible person. Yeah. The actor is, it seems lovely, but just, mm-hmm. uh, just the way, just his facial expressions when he would play Endicott makes me just want to punch him a little bit, you know? Not punch, <laughs> punch Not the, the character, actor, if I could separate the character. the character from the actor, if that makes sense. <laughs> exactly. And, but you know what? That was probably his goal. I'm sure he'd take it as a compliment, honestly. Because if you're playing an oh, evil yeah. character, like you want to be disliked. So that would make sense. Yeah. The problem is that everything I see him in going forward is going to be like, <laughs> I don't care who you are in the show. Yeah. You're Indicott. You could be the best person ever on this show. I'm always going to suspect I'll be suspicious. you're going to like turn and like turn into some evil. <laughs> yeah. It'll get to the end and he'll be the hero. And I'll be like, mm, what is he? <laughs> well, that's kind of what happened with Ainsley. We weren't suspicious of her at all. And she freaking killed somebody in the season finale. Of, of season one <laughs> like seemingly out of nowhere but it wasn't so, <laughs> we can't trust anybody in this show that's what we've learned i, I think want she needs a stint in the female ward oh <laughs> i want this season to finish because we have such polar opposite opinions we have brianna who's like i'm done with ainsley ainsley I can am. rot i wash and my hands I'm of her like, <laughs> and i'm like maybe there's some way for her to be redeemed Maybe she did some nice thing that we don't know about that we're going to find out about and it's going to make it all better. (laughs) I'm just curious to see what happens in the season finale that brings them into season three, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Um, You know it's going to be something wild. We saw season one. I can't imagine what they're going to do with season two. And I remember when we were going into season two, it was all of us saying, I can't imagine how they're going to top season one. And then look, Mm -hmm. it's been amazing. Yeah. So it's been a crazy ride. You know they're going to top it. It's just like I can't even fathom what they'll do. And we're only halfway through, so we have a whole like another yeah seven more episodes, something like that. Six, six or se- six or seven. There's been conflicting reports on whether it's fourteen or, or thirteen. Yeah, episodes. Even like a whole other half. So I'm very curious to see how they will top season one. Absolutely. Anyone have any last? theories they want to share anything they want to get off their chest because this is our last this is our last podcast before the show comes back we're so we'll see if our if our theories are proven correct i doubt any of mine will be correct (laughs) if even one of them is correct i will be shocked i want irene's to be correct that's the one that i really want to be right i just can't like that would would just be like for her to feel like martin was or not Martin. Gosh, dang it. What's our count? Four. <laughs> Man, we went so far. I think it's so I think close. we're up to like five or six. I think we're up to five or six goofs with the name. Dang it. We need the we need the little meme sign. Zero days since we mix up <laughs> Martin and Malcolm. Um I think that what if Ainsley was sort of gaslighting Malcolm this whole time? Or like like we said, like Irene said, like manipulating him 
into thinking that he did it or, mm-hmm. you know, that would just, I, I mean, do like Laura's though, of like, she was aware the whole time and just yeah. used the dissociative idea of like, here's a way for me to not have to clean it up and to explain it away to Malcolm. Because he's going to understand a mental, See, a mental I would believe better that. than most. I would believe that because she just, so would I. She, she, we know she's a good liar. She is. You know, she pranked Malcolm into thinking that she killed somebody else and like went along with it for several hours. If not a whole day. It was a whole day. Yeah. So I believe it was the night before. And then it wasn't until the following evening that she told him. And we were trying to figure out at the time, we were kind of like, oh, I wonder what the purpose of this was. Like, why are the writers putting this in there? Like, it just seems so evil. Like, why is it there? And if they're doing it to lead into. What was that? It's evil? I said it was evil. No, you are not gonna gaslight me on my own podcast. I have always said, always. You're gonna kick me off, guys. You'll never evil. hear from me again. <laughs> that was an I'll evil thing to do. Before you it know was it. an awful thing to do. That I am not debating that at all. The question at hand is whether or not she can be redeemed after that. And honestly, I would if they went fully evil with her, like if they just did like the full like complete 180 with her I would be like I'm kind of on board with that it's a fun twist mm-hmm. and it's such a completely out of nowhere thing and yet it would fit with what we already know and I don't know I just I love the image of like having the last shot of the season finale be like at the end of like the thriller music video where Ainsley just like turns around like it was me or if you've been watching WandaVision I have was a nice little song, just popped in my head. song at the end and have it be it was Ainsley all along if you guys enjoyed the episode, you can tweet us, DM us at call for backup pod at call number four backup pod and let us know what you think. The party note for our podcast will be ending every episode with motivational affirmation or quote that hopefully inspires you as you start your weekend. This week's quote is, it always seems impossible until it's done. Nelson Mandela. Remember, prodigies, while the show is on hiatus, if you find yourself in a dangerous situation, make sure you definitely call for backup. That's our show for this week. We'll return when the show comes back from hiatus on April 13th. So make sure to follow us on our Twitter account at call for backup pod. That's call the number four backup pod to be up to date on our latest episodes. Tag us and let us know your thoughts. And as always, follow us at Nerds Beyond for all of your nerdy news.